Probably um, good. I wish I wish that um, people could see this. I'm going to describe David Zeller, and you can chime in here. Uh, right now, describing you're, myself. Right now, you're wearing a, a delicious porn stash, and you're wearing a. Um, is that an NSC Stars or is that a Minnesota Stars it's, this jersey? This is a uh, NSC Stars. This it's is from NSC? 2011 when they uh, when they won the last time a fucking Minnesota team. I love it. A, a men's Minnesota team won something. Right, right. Um, we can't forget the links. The links are fucking awesome. They're amazing. Um, so hey, but yeah. Can so, you? And then I have a I have a ridiculous mustache. Oh, it's great. Can we um, can we nickname your mustache? Can we do that right now? It's, I'm gonna have it till at least September 9th, so it probably let's, should have a, it probably should get a nickname. Let's nickname it right now. Okay. The clit bristler. Clit bristler. That actually sounds like a like a like a Ron Burgundy esque uh, anchorman. <laughs> clit bristler. The clit, clit bristler. bristler on sports. <laughs> or with the weather. Clit bristler. <laughs> or. Uh, uh, I think we found it. I think we already got your, it. <laughs> your investigative journalist, Clit Bristler, uh, <laughs> infiltrated the Klan. <laughs> I think we named it. Got it. Bam. Oh. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. School Say tunes playing here in the, uh, in the whatchamacallit, you know? So, uh, hold up. Dude, what's you, uh, hey. Let me ask you, hold on, let me ask you a question, okay? So we got yeah. music playing right now, takes me back to high school. When did you lose your virginity? How old were you? Uh, when did uh, Hello Nasty come out from by the Beastie Boys? Oh, God, I don't, I do not like the Beastie Boys. I don't even know. Um, I think that was 1998, so 1998. 1998? So I'd have been... I'm trying to do math. 16? 16. 16. 17, maybe? Might have been 1999. So I don't what, know. What was, was, what was the circumstance there? How did that all unfold? It was, uh, I was on a youth board, like a youth board of directors for a nonprofit that I did uh, a lot of work and well, stuff for. Well, that's why we all get into nonprofits. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and... Um, we had like a little retreat at this like water park out in Egan, and we stayed overnight. It was like a it was like a resort kind of th- I don't know it was a weird weird thing. Anyway, I know where that water park is, and I've brought my kids there. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Anyways, uh, yeah, and so I I was the vice president, and the I uh, had sex with the president um, to Hello Nasty. Uh, How long is the song? <laughs> it's not very long. <laughs> it's I didn't. Very long, I didn't last very long. Let's put it that way. I've, Let's say I've progressed as a lover in the last, uh, <laughs> since 1998, in the last 20-plus years, basically. I've, I've progressed as a lover, marginally. Man, you know, sex is one of those things, like, yeah, sure, you might start off bad, but the ceiling on being good, I mean, it's the simplest thing. 
you can only get really so good at it. I mean, people talk about doing crazy stuff, but really, it's all the same shit. Yeah. And then after that, you only just get worse somehow. It's just well, not. I think you, the, the problem is like it's a it's a ridiculous bell curve in that like you start off so bad, so bad, and you can only get you like, you get so good, and then like you basically have like a, a sexual peak, and then it just like it just tapers off. And, like, as yeah, your interest tapers off. And yeah. If so. you would, if you would have told me when I was like 20 years old that I'd be 31 years old sitting around with a lady, and I'd be like, holy shit, I do not want to do this at all. I've got things to do. I've got a show I got to catch up on. I don't know. This is the most boring conversation so I've ever so part of. Wait, you lost your virginity when you were 20? Um, uh, I was 18. Okay. I was in college. All right. That's cool. I mean, I, you know, I don't really like the stigma of like, oh, you didn't lose your virginity by the time you were 16 years old. Like, thing, well, yeah. uh, fuck that shit. Like, when you're ready, you're ready. When you're not, you're not. There I don't think go. anybody was ready for me. <laughs> I think I was ready. I, just I was certainly think. not ready uh, to have sex with a lady. So, but I did it anyways. I'm so. a trooper. Good on you. Yeah. Good on yeah. you. No, How I have you been, man? <laughs> I feel like, listen, this whole, this last week has been fucking bonkers for me. And me too. I feel like it's been a month since I last saw you. I've done so much shit. Yeah, so let's recap, so right? Busy. So you went to Chicago, which oh, I'm no. sure we'll have so, the opportunity so to talk the goddamn, about. So the goddamn fair started. And the so, fair, like, yeah. I, you know, as a lot of people know, like, I recruit volunteers for the fair and shit. And, uh, and so I've been at the fair a couple times. I went to the fair with Benjamin. It yeah. went, well, with yeah. the kid, the whole yeah, family. Like, so the whole and I took yeah. Benjamin in the mirror maze that's over by the, like, midway part of it. And, like, he got so lost, he couldn't even get into the mirror maze. <laughs> like, he was, like, on the outside, like, Did you, where do I? So are the, are the kids afraid of, like, heights at all? or They're, you know, well, they're three. I mean, so they're three. But uh, we took them on the log shoot at the Mall of America once, okay. and Natalie really liked it, and Benjamin kind of didn't like Did you it. Go, did you guys go down the giant slide? Oh no, they're not. They're not ready. Oh, the giant slide's so awesome, though. Oh, I believe it. But they're and that, they're three. And actually, the space needle. So we went on that. We okay, went on the perfect. needle. Perfect. Right, so yeah. yeah, they could probably they might be able to do the. I don't know if they could do the giant Ferris wheel because that is pretty high and you're it's open. I think the height isn't the problem. I think it's being tossed around. Oh, it's being see, the giant slide like just go straight yeah. down. It's fun. It's a blast. Uh, I have wedding pictures. Like I got actually, it's really my. It's almost my one year anniversary for my for my wedding. So. That's crazy. Yeah, that shit's gone by fast. Anyways, yeah. So fair. Work. Uh, I went to Chicago. I literally had to work that Sunday for like eight hours. Really? Wow. Yeah. So like it was like just like the Kansas City trip. Like I went down to Kansas City, got really drunk, came back and like I remember that. overnight, and then literally had to wake wake up at like nine o'clock the morning and then like go to work and work for eight hours. I had to do this exact same thing, although it was not. I actually slept the night before the, uh, the Chicago bus trip, so I actually was like a relatively functional human being the That's entire good. time. Instead of just a complete mess by two o'clock in the afternoon, um, and then uh, and then yeah, just all week it's been my work's been busy. I just started. I just got my like my promotion became official, which was really cool. Great. I'm now Mr. Manager um, at my nice. office. Do you ask uh, all of your underlings to call you that? Uh, I don't have any underlings right now, but technically I poss I could eventually have underlings. That's great. So that I will have them call me Mr. Manager. If you don't get the reference, watch Arrested Development. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. The, so I did a really crazy fucking week. How about you? You, Yeah. Uh, who cares? <laughs> no, it's, no, you know. Uh, Jump into the game. Wells Fargo, <laughs> Wells Fargo news dropped today with a whole lot of new fake accounts that uh, were opened up by Wells Fargo. It's, it's not new did stuff. Did it really? It's just, yeah. Oh, God. No, it, you know, it was actually internal. We just decided that we were going to take a different approach to um, investigating our own issues. We dove deeper found some more stuff 
as far as the media is concerned, it's like a news scandal, you know, but it's really the same thing. We just dove deeper and tried to figure our, our shit out. Jesus. That's not to say it's positive, but it's it's <laughs> um, Christ, it's bad. Man. And then th- with the with the hurricane stuff, um, oh, you yeah, know, uh, I've I've been trying to set up some support internally for how we handle people from, you know, calling about their mortgage, calling about insurance. This is again really boring yeah. stuff, but it's been let's, very busy. And, let's uh, jump into a really awesome fucking this, thing. The stuff people that yeah came to listen to right. So I was yeah I was you were there. I was there. So I've seen the first road point that Minnesota ever got in Colorado. And I was in Chicago when we got our first ever road win. You need to hit the road I'm more li- often. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of, of who who is in both the at the Colorado and Chicago. I think it might be only me and the Lovegrins, both in Colorado yeah, and in Chicago well, for, for so that so we have the claim to fame and, and the Lovegrins were actually in Portland as well, so they saw the first the first away match. So they had me beat in that one. But in terms of like, you know, first points on the road it's me and uh, Ansley and Andrew Lovegren. Well, so. and they're going to have a kid soon, so their travel is going to get probably uh, curtailed. So it's going to yeah. be all on you. Up to me. It's all on you, it's up man. Up to me, man. So it's not Anna, but it's up to me. Up I to you need, personally. I just need to make sure that she can fund my trips for me. Because <laughs> my nonprofit salary ain't funding trips to fucking Portland and shit regular on the reg. So. I hear that. So uh, tell me, what best moment of the game? Break it down okay, for me. Okay, so before I, before I jump into that... Um, I think the Daves I know need to offer a mea culpa uh, because we what? forgot how fucking terrible the fire had been recently. When we made the predictions when we made last our predictions. week. And, yeah. But as I was like looking, I was actually like digging into some facts when I was writing my MLS precap column on Friday, and I realized how fucking terrible the fire oh, yeah. had been. And I actually predicted a Minnesota win in the actual like precap column. Go but to not on the podcast. Yeah, davesiknow.com, and you can read the, the MLS precaps, all the other really cool shit we did. To say, suffice to say, we did not remember that when we were pick- predicting last week but um i don't know man it's hard to really pick a best moment of the game for me the best moment of the game was uh getting all these pictures taken of me because i was dressed up as lundo golrissian i saw that hence yeah. the hence the porn sash that we, that we referenced earlier yeah <laughs> what was it clit clit bristler clit, br- clit bristler um yeah so i Dressed up as uh, Lando Calrissian uh, for the game because it was Star Wars night in Chicago. That's great. The Dark Clouds. Uh, we had crowdfunded a buying a Lando Calrissian costume that Notch is supposed to be wearing, but you know he he uh, kind of uh, wimped out on it. And uh, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna wear it down to Chicago." So I didn't wear it the entire bus ride down because it's really it's like it's really heavy and kind of hot and stifling. Right. But uh, so that was awesome. But for me, honestly, like. The that second goal by Dunlady, but more importantly, the um, if we're talking about the things that like was the best moment of the game it was rewatching the game because I it was everything was so chaotic at like at the game. Right, right. Uh, it was Tyson's ball uh, that sprung Dunlady on the right hand side. It was a thing of beauty, and like as I'm rewatching the game, Anna and I rewatched the game on Sunday night, and I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. All of a sudden, it was like you saw Jerome kick the ball. I was like, oh shit, that's an amazing ball. And then that was the ball. That sprung him. So for me, that was like the best moment of the game. That like, was great. Thinking back in hindsight, best moment of the game, like at the game, was at, at all the goals, everything. Just so, the whole experience. Yeah, the whole experience. I, um, you know, looking back on it, um, what I liked about it. So the second goal, the buildup was beautiful to that. And what I think I liked about it, uh, all of it, most of all, is that 
I had written for 55.1 and I'd been saying for maybe a week, maybe two on this podcast, I think this might secretly be a counterattacking team and they just don't know it yet. And I think they kind of played the counterattacking style. You know, they were on the road against a pretty good off, you know, the top front six for yeah, Chicago. Chicago really hold, hold, like, had all the possession of that game. Right, right. And all they the actually played a true least, counterattack yeah. and, it, and it really did succeed. And so uh, the, the, the overlapping buildup that happened just lightning quick there, as well as Abu Dunladi kind of um, getting to goal and then pulling back. One of the things I see for a, a lot from Dunladi this year is he kind of crashes the net. He just runs in there and just attacks. And, and, and he had to have the patience to slow down, wait for that ball at the end on the second goal, back up a little bit. It found him open, and, yeah. you know, he had the patience to finish it. So um, the whole thing the whole thing was beautiful. And it, that moment, we've scored a goal before. We actually rarely get shut out. I So one goal I was like, okay, that's great, whatever. The second goal I started to believe. Yeah. And that, that was great. Yeah, he's – so – Dunlady played a much better game. And again, like we were sitting in a corner of the stadium, so we couldn't really see. And I was like, even right in the front row, like just trying to pay attention to the game. And so, so much different than like watching the watching the game afterwards. But like Dunlady had a goddamn good game. Mm-hmm. He had a very good game, considering how bad he had played the week before in Seattle. He know? runs hot and cold. He's a rookie. That's, yeah. You know what happens when you're so. a 21 year old out of college. Um, yeah. But I think he's I think he's he's forced his way into the starting lineup. I think that he, he has to be a factor, whatever else happens on that lineup. Well, that's I don't know if that's good or bad because that probably pushes Molino to the ten so <laughs> regularly. Kill me. Anyways, right. so let's talk about the worst moment of the game. Mm. I interrupted you. Sorry, mid, as I was drink, drinking sorry, a beer. Yeah. Uh, my hams, of course. It's uh, where <laughs> Fitzgerald's. Um, shout out to hams if they want to sponsor the podcast. That's cool. Um, my worst moment of the game, obviously, I, there, in spite of it being like a really tense, like you know, butt clenchy game all the time, because Chicago controlled the ball the entire fucking time. Cronin's yeah, yeah. um, injury in the 34th minute. Um, obviously, Warner came on, which was always also really fucking scary. And so it was right. It was before the goal scored. We're like, oh shit. Okay, Warner's on. It's Warner Ibsen. Who the fuck's gonna you know like cover the back line? Um, so that was the worst moment of the game for me, just because I was, I was just, we still hadn't scored. It was just a really tense moment. So I, th- I feel like, so I feel like Colin Warner. I'm not going to say he gets a bad rap because he he has played poorly, but I I think he's a guy who is competent but not good. We've seen total incompetence. We've seen an entire lack of skill. He's I think he's a defensive midfielder who thinks he's a number eight and doesn't play positionally the way he should or should be instructed to. Um, but I don't think he's worthless in of himself. No, I'm not saying he is. But if like if he just stayed back and just fucking destroyed people, I'd be fine with that. But he and doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't do that. Which he is, wants to be which, Ibsen. Which is why it's really fucking terrifying when he yeah. comes on for a guy like Sam Cronin, who will just stay back and fucking destroy people. Yeah. So my uh, so for me, worst moment of the game was when we subbed on <laughs> Taylor in the defense. Um, you mean you mean uh, Gold Cup best eleven, Jermaine Taylor? <laughs> what are <laughs> That's the most fucking concrete Inter- thing. Uh, uh, Inter- Jermaine International Gold Cup best eleven, Jermaine Taylor. Is that who you mean? That's the one. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, the, the, I don't know what the hell they saw in it, but um, it's, it's same issues with Jermaine Taylor that that we always see. Intense lack of speed. Certainly better in the middle than on the outside, both because that requires speed and also a little bit more positional nuance, I, I believe, rather than bunkering in. Um, he did fine, but also even the moment of deciding that we're going to bring in a replacement defenders, that means even though we were playing counterattacking the whole time, we're bunkering in. And anytime I see us make the choice to totally bunker in, I'm scared of that. 
because I do, we're not great on set pieces, attacking or defending. Um, we are not great in the air, and correlated to that. And we're simply not great defenders positionally and otherwise marking, things like that. And so when I see us making the choice with that sub to bunker in, I'm like, we're setting ourselves up for a dangerous failure here. But it came and out okay. You it know came what? Out okay. Yeah, exactly. So what was your most what-the-fuck moment of the game? Uh, the fact that we got to sing Wonderwall on the road. I know this is this is very spe specific, like, oh, we were there. But, you know, I we I went down to that game. Even, you know, I predicted us to win in the column. I was like, oh, you're probably not going to win because it's fucking Minnesota and we're on the road and we don't win on the road. Um, and we were just waiting for that fucking whistle. So that when that whistle finally came, that sing Wonderwall, you could hear the dark clouds, uh, T and E supporters, just everybody singing the entire time. Like that was the great thing about rewatching that game, is that you could hear us from the opening whistle until the end of the game, like through the entire broadcast. Um, we were, you could hear the supporters. You, you the guys entire and not time. not Chicago Fire supporters. Yeah, you could know. I mean, you could probably. I was watching. I could hear it. it you could great. hear the fire supporters too, but you always you always heard us, and we actually got so many compliments from people down there. Were like, you guys are. So Really fucking loud. Like you guys and are way constant. too loud, and it happened down in Kansas City too. Like, we're, so it's kind of awesome. Like Minnesota supporters are getting a, a, a good a good rap of like not, not only are we just kick ass general people, mm -hmm. um, you know the drink ninety drink is a really great thing, but it's also like we don't sh we don't fucking shut up the entire game, and that's kind of awesome. You know what I, I kind of like about the dark clouds and and TNE too is that um, when I go to like Portland, like I've gone I've been to Portland and. Um, they have a few chants, and they do them for like 15 minutes at a time. They make a big noise, but they're doing just these elongated things that are basically simple, and everybody can join in. Yeah. The dark clouds are just like a 30-second bit of this, and then the next one, they're moving on to the next one, another 30-second line. It's just constantly shifting, but it never stops yeah. either. It's always a new joke. It's always a new song. Yeah. Um, that's hard to do. That's hard to keep up. It's hard to do, which is, yeah, I mean, that's part of the part of the sort of the, the brilliance of it and we've started to do our you do our chance more like multiple times through but it's like it's like three times through and like then you're done so you do this right. really awesome chant for you know three times through so you know three three minutes four minutes and then you're done then, then literally like someone starts the next one and it doesn't mm -hmm. it's not the same fucking thing yep. for 15 straight minutes you know yep, exactly so. I love anyways the what was your that. most uh, what the fuck moment of the game yeah for did me you, uh, did you, I, ask, I shouldn't ask you did you watch this game live or did you watch I actually it? watched it live okay yeah. cool um, put the kids to bed and uh, Julia and I watched and uh, it was interesting we played cards afterward and we had uh, a Pandora station going it was a Pandora based on Nirvana and um, which whom I don't like by the way but it was going. All right, that's and uh, we need to have a, a controversial uh, music. Uh, well, let's pod because let's hit I, that, I yeah. have some I have some controversial music uh, opinions too. Okay, that's a controversial music opinion. So well, maybe let's in the, hit that in the later. Off season, the, yeah. the the main point I want to bring up though is on our Pandora playlist of Nirvana, Wonderwall actually came on shortly after the game ended, and I'm just like that is fucking crazy because Wonderwall has no business being on that station of eh, Nirvana, but maybe uh, I don't think so. Uh, anywho, so uh, let's go back. My, my most what the fuck moment here uh, was the second goal. I, I said it for my, my uh, favorite moment. Um, for me, it was because of the emotional shift. We, we score a goal. We even score a first goal. We scored a first goal against New York. Who the hell remembers that? The uh, New York City. I remember um, that one. And then they scored a shit ton of goals after that. They did that, yeah. So, <laughs> But the second goal made me believe that was a huge moment. And from then on, you were right. It was definitely a sort of tight anus kind of moment for the rest of the game but uh, but 
you felt like you could do it, and that was cool. Yeah. I was making a tight anus motion with my hand there. You probably it. saw it that. It was a tiny little... It was like with yeah. you, you know. It's like a little star. Yeah, that's the way, you know. Like an anus star. Yeah, you yeah. get the idea. Yep. That's, um, that's probably the, the, the... Nobody else gets that's it. The, that's the name of the uh, of the episode, anus star, probably. Anus star, yeah. <laughs> Zeller has seen a butthole or two in his time. He knows I have. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so the, <laughs> the official scorecard uh, for the match official, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, you know what? He was he was fine. B minus, nothing of consequence. Um, kept the game moving. You know, no egregious yellow cards to either team. So right. good was a good 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 showing by the official. Is is pretty good. Now, now this is the most experienced uh, MLS official ever. He actually started in '96. Commands the respect of the players. He knows his job. He knows his business, and he wow. uh, he managed the game like it. So it was, it was fine. Um, the next Friday, I do for star of the game. Well, I think we probably got both here, both the same person. Oh, it's Abu Dunlady, yeah. uh, two goals. He made team of the week. Um, the guy had a, a badass game. Not just, I mean, not just the scoring those goals and and doing the things he needed to do. Like you said, not just crashing the net and just like barreling into the net, but right. actually like being um, uh, perceptive on the field and knowing where he needed to be. But he actually did. Um, Watching back on the on the replay, actually did track back a little bit, play some defense, uh, helped like create some turnovers. Chicago was going to control the ball in this game, and that was yeah. you know, and he actually did help um, alleviate some of that pressure, especially late in the game. Um, so yeah, it's outside of Dunlady, of course. Right, I gave it to Dunlady as well. Uh, I think he's forced his way into the lineup even when Christian comes back, and so the question for me becomes. Are they going to stick to that four-two-three-one that they seem really obsessed with? And maybe you're putting Dunlady as, we'll call it a ten, a second striker behind Christian. Are you going to see more of a flat four-four-two with Ramirez and Dunlady up top, or even? And I think this would be a really interesting experiment. Remember, at the beginning of the year, it wasn't obviously a four-two-three-one. We were all over the place with yeah. formations. What if we did a four-three-three? This helps us make a better use of that kind of glut of wingers that we have, I think. So if you're looking at a midfield of across, you know, left to right, Ibarra, Ibsen in the middle, and Finley on the right, and then a front three of maybe Dunlady, Ramirez, and Molino puts Molino back on the wing, what it does is get, it gets rid of a defensive midfielder, and that's, a, you know, that's tough. Yeah, that's but we've seen Ibsen play defensively a lot stronger than, than he has uh, in the past as oh, well. Plus our back man. line is better than it was, say, at the beginning of the year. It's, you know, I think it'd be interesting. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, it, it puts a lot of good players on the field at once, too. I mean, with that, can uh, can Cronin slot back into a, a center back position? I what? don't know. Probably not. I mean, it, you know, I don't know. That's In place of Boxall? Yeah. That. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's too much worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, you know, once uh, – well, never mind. I'm not even going to go down let's, this route, let's, but not, let's not dive into it. Yeah, we, yeah. We can it's, discuss it's tactics good, later. It's a good discuss. Maybe that's a, a whole uh, bonus podcast or something. <laughs> yeah. So the Freddie Adu Award for the shittiest player. Um, You know, I don't know. Like, there wasn't anybody that played particularly bad. Um, I thought Molina was bad. Colin Warner, Colin Warner almost uh, – uh, I sh I'm going to say Colin Warner because okay. Colin Warner came in. He didn't play terrible, um, but in the like, 89th minute, uh, Boston Schweinsteiger basically made Colin Warner look like he was on skates and uh, worked him in. Almost, almost got the equalizer in the 89th minute, which would have just been fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Colin Warner. 
Well, you know, in his defense, in his defense, like you know, Bastian Schweinsteiger can it's, make a lot of well, people yeah, look it's, like it's, they're it's on skates. It's World Cup winner Bastian Schweinsteiger, yeah. and they're you know what a name. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking I mean, pig dude. fucker. Pig fucker. Bastian yeah. pig fucker. Anyways, yeah, I'll say Warner. Okay. What, what um, do you got? <laughs> he's steiging those swine. Yeah. Steiging them all day long. What name fucking means, man? Pig fucker. <laughs> I don't speak German, unfortunately. Uh, for me, I, I said it, Molino. But I think Kevin Molino is being played out of position, too. Uh, he's uh, not a number 10. He's a winger. Uh, he, 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 he doesn't have the opportunity to uh, use his speed as much in, in the number 10 slot. Um, but we got the win. What the fuck do you say? That, I mean, the problem is Molino thinks he's a 10, and he's not a 10. He's 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 not great dribbling, Kevin but he can Molino's get around guys. He, he really can get around dudes. On the on the wing, he can beat a yeah. dude one-on-one. -on -one. That doesn't make you a number 10, the and his distribution <laughs> isn't, as, isn't strong enough to be a number 10. The problem is Kevin Molino thinks he's a 10. What, regardless of whether he thinks that, and as long as as Adrian long as he Heath keeps slotting him there, it doesn't matter what yeah, he thinks. Yeah, apparently Adrian he thinks it's a ten too. So he's, if he's going to keep getting put there, he's got to pretend to be for a while. So let's get out of that. That's awesome. I yeah. love reliving that. Let's talk about other United news. First of all, we talked yeah. about Dunlady having a great week. Apparently, we weren't the only ones who took notice. Yeah, team of the week for Abu Dunlady, uh, which is only and that's not even the bench. That's no, the, that's like, actually proper. the actual team. I think it's they think it might be only the second or maybe third. Loon that's made team of the week. I think well, Molino uh, made it one week. And I think maybe Ramirez made it one week too. So it's possible that I'm missing. I'm actually like overestimating one of those. But yeah, so it's actual team of the week. So awesome for him. So awesome. So let's go over the list of our favorite players who got international call ups here. Um, first, we got Boxall. You said favorite players who got. Yeah. Call so, so I'm just saying Our, our mutual favorite uh, player, Michael Boxall. Francisco Covell. Is the only favorite player who got a call up. There were some other players. Costa Rica call, call up. Uh, <laughs> Johan Venegas was called yeah, up. To Costa Johan Rica, good Venegas. on them. Johan, pardon me. Uh, so Boxel, Kevin Molino, Johan Venegas, and Cabo are all playing World yep. Cup qualifiers. Yep. Um, Jermaine Taylor is playing a friendly with Jamaica because Jamaica did not it's qualify for the Hex. Reggae boys. He did get an international call up, but he's not playing in a sort of actual World Cup qualifier. So well, he'll Anyways. probably play fine yeah. then. Yeah. Um, if you want to know what kind of team uh, New Zealand is putting forward these days, Michael Boxall has been called up to New Zealand. So, um, Other news. And to be fair, he's probably one of their better players. God help us all. Yeah. Um, other news. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alex Cap was uh, loaned out to Pittsburgh for the rest of the season. That Apparently was the that's that our de facto USL affiliate. Apparently, now. yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, Joe Greenspan went there and played really well had for really, them. Yeah, a lot of success. Yeah. I'm presuming that if we are loaning him out um, that he's actually going to get some uh, playing time in nets. Um, there is an option to bring him back in October if we need to um, for some reason, which I don't understand why we would probably, but uh, it's great that he's getting, uh, you know, he's going to stay with the team. He's getting some minutes. That's awesome yep. for him. That's what you do. Um, and then, yeah, then the, sort of the other final bit of news, uh, Basham Kadri, no longer a loon. Do you uh, remember how excited we were when he signed? I mean, there's so much like, all right, now we're putting together a roster. We got this Bashkim Kadri. And yeah, boy, where we did those days with go? A guy who had two eyes in his last name, I think, mostly. Like he just, we're like, oh yeah, it's an international dude. He's like uh, the Nintendo Wii. You know, he's got the two yeah. eyes. Yeah. So frees up an international spot, which is great. We need that. Yes. Um, Let's pray to the fucking God that we need it. Let's play. <laughs> Somebody's got some irons and some fire yeah. with uh, adding to this so, team. So, yeah, his contract was terminated. He was on loan, um, and the team that he, we were loaned him from like, basically doesn't really want him back right now. So Damaged goods. Yeah, so he's signing with uh, – I think he signed, actually, and like had the medical with Danish club Randers. 
Randers, um, which is, I don't know if you watch Trailer Park Boys, no, but I that is a that is a a nickname for one of the characters in Trailer Park Boys is Randers. Randers like, sounds as, or like, as like Randers and Randy Bobandy. The character's name is Randy, but he calls him uh, Jim Leahy. Calls him Randers. Any of my Trailer Park Boy uh, fans on TDIK like hit us up on Twitter because <laughs> no one else. Martin doesn't get it. I think it's fucking I, hilarious. Well, I don't. I don't watch movies or television. Um, yeah. Well, you have, you have, I assume you you're talking about a television program and not like a it's radio. It's a television program. program from Canada. Oh, from Canada. But it's also on the Netflix. It's it's pretty hilarious. You should check it out. Yeah, I'm not gonna let's, do that. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, do that. So uh, we were gonna talk about uh, the upcoming United game. There isn't an uh, upcoming United game. Uh, we talked about talking about. Uh, we looked into considering the possibility of thinking about doing an international roundup here. Fuck that shit. And we don't really want to. Go read my piece on uh, the European, uh, the UEFA World Cup qualifiers. I think it was pretty good. You edited it. Yeah, I so, did. So, meh? Above meh? Had some typographical errors. So to, or you're talking about content. Content. Content I'm was good. It's fine. I'm talking about fucking. It was good, yeah. T- no, my, yeah, of course I have. Dude doesn't know the fucking colors. difference between an M dash and a semicolon. Holy yeah, shit, I know. son. Yeah. You're drunk. All right. So, what we decided we would talk about instead is the topic that's about to come out of my mouth now. And what we are going to talk about is. What is. What is your least favorite? Can we? Fu- how about this? Can we? T- can we? Can we expound on your controversial music opinion? Um, oh yeah, that Nirvana's yeah, not good, and I will tell you my controversial music opinion. I think we should actually make this. We should actually do a podcast about this, like just specifically related to music. Okay. Okay. Um, but I think I think expound on your most most controversial music opinion that which I feel like is Nirvana's not a good band. Um, that, that's what you said, right? So, well, well what I th- so a I said I don't like Nirvana. Okay. I, I think that's different than saying they're not good or, or great or whatever. I think they're overrated. Um, I think okay, that's a very con- that's a controversial opinion because yeah, also you are like right in the con- like Nirvana wheelhouse of like, age. You mean or yeah, like of age and yeah, right? I, yeah. I should like them, right? Um, no, I, so if you go back and listen to Nevermind. The obvious songs, like the singles, are pretty good songs, and I and I get that they were influential in their way. If you listen to every other song in that album, it's fucking repetitive garbage. Uh, next album, couple good songs, you know, rest of it is pretty much garbage. Uh, I don't know. I just I just don't see the magic of it. I, I think people really imagine in their heads that this was such a stark departure from the other music that was. I mean, it's certainly not hair metal. But let act like none of this was out there already. But anybody who listens to the Pixies or anything underground knows this was already out there. And they're they're at most just they're a competent band who had a few good songs, songs that I like, a few of them. And beyond that, that's it. I mean, they're not fucking game changers. They're just I don't know. People have invented that narrative. Okay. You know, like the entire reason that. Hair metal died was because of Nirvana, right? That's the narrative people have crafted. Yeah. Okay. People have people tell themselves all kinds of things. Okay. All right. Well, man, I don't. That's a. We're gonna have to. Why are we celebrating the greatness of one band because they killed off a genre of music? Whether you happen to personally like that genre of music or not is irrelevant. Why does that make them great? You hear about this fucking guy who killed jazz? Yes. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. 
Um, okay. Okay, so I've, I've said my piece. You you get it. You don't have to agree with it, That's but fair. you get it, right? That's fair. What, what is your controversial music opinion? So, um, it's funny that you mentioned the Pixies because my controversial opinion uh, revolves around the Pixies. Really? I'm a huge Pixies fan. I've okay. seen the Pixies multiple times. So um, you at least got my point about... I did. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Um, I My argument uh, around the Pixies and my controversial music opinion, because... Um, People either think Surfer Rosa or Doolittle is the best Pixies album. Um, my controversial music opinion is that Trompe Le Monde is the best Pixies album of all time. Really? That's a new one. Yeah. Um, so Trompe Le Monde uh, came out in 1991. It was the third, their, uh, their third album. It's uh, just newish, is what yeah. I meant. It's not fucking yeah, new. Actually, it's, it's, actually take it back. It might be there. I think it's their fourth album. Anyways. Um, okay, I don't know what I'm talking about then. Um, UMass and Alec Eiffel are like perfect songs and perfect for the complete uh, genre that the Pixies encapsulate and were basically like the uh, flag bearers for. Um, and it's one of the, it's like the Pixies, it's a Pixies album where they get, they get kind of weird. Like you can tell, like that. you can tell, like their shits. You can tell that, like, they're definitely like a lot of fractures in that band. The band's not gonna last for long. Um, anyways, that's my uh, my opinion. My, you want to hear an even more controversial opinion. Pixies opinion? Okay. From my wife, I'll speak for her right now. Do you know what her favorite Pixies album? And by the way, my wife and I are total music junkies. Like okay. we just listen to everything. What is what is your wife's her, controversial my wife's favorite Pixies, Pixies album? Is Indie Cindy. Really? From 2014. All right. Julie and I need to have a conversation. <laughs> I need to bring over my Pixies. Because I have Pixies. I feel, I feel the same I way. I have Trump yeah. Lamont. I have Surfer Rose. I have Doolittle on vinyl. I need to bring over those records and let's, be like, hey, um, listen to these records again. Let's, let's have a beer and Pixies <laughs> tasting. Uh, yes. Event or something. Yeah, yes. I, okay. I I do not agree that that, that is uh, a very that's a bold opinion. That's a very aggressive take. I don't know why. I think that was when she first like got into Pixies. Really, was like at that point, and like and this is like the newest thing. She's like, okay, I'll give this a try, and just it just worked for her at that moment. And then even looking back, she's like, nah, this is just what I got into. <laughs> okay, so well. yeah, very aggressive. Very aggressive. Good for her. All I right. guess take <laughs> take an aggressive stance. Okay, let's get out of our music takes. That, that needs to be a sub-podcast as think, well. I definitely well, agree. Fuck it, let's just start a whole different... It has nothing to do with <laughs> soccer. It's just a music podcast. Um, all right, let's do it. Pixar didn't happen. How all did right. we do week 25? Tell me. Um, we did all right. Uh, you went a lot... You were better than me this week again. Obviously, I'm making um, up ground. After after last week, me beating you. Um, let's go through the games. There was a bunch of games. One note, we didn't pick any of the Sunday games because they weren't on our outline and we're fucking morons. Oh. So... I would have had them right. Yeah, I'm sure. Me too. Yeah. Um, Columbus versus the Galaxy uh, on Wednesday of last week. Columbus beat the Galaxy 2-0. We both picked that one correctly because Hells, yeah. the Galaxy, it's although Galaxy. they were on the road and they, they lost. But they're still them. the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DC beat Atlanta 1-0. Nobody picked this, which is fucking DC weird. Owns it like DC owns Atlanta. DC owns Atlanta. Like, DC, like, in the United in the United Cup, DC's, like, on top of the United Cup. I had a satire article about how everyone was disqualified from the United Cup because they all had negative goal differentials. 
That's basically where it's at. It's no, ridiculous. I mean, it's yeah, but DC's like DC's on top of the United Cup right now, even though they lost to us, four to nothing. Four to nothing. Like they're winning the uh, United Cup, so good for them. Weird stuff. Uh, FC Dallas and uh, Houston uh, tied three three. Good game. Uh, I picked that one correctly. A hurricane of goals. Yeah. If you will. Don't uh, don't don't don't. Okay. All right, Toronto uh, beat Philly 3-0, obviously, because they're in Toronto and it's Philly. Uh, we both took that one correctly, so good on us. Uh, Seattle um, drew with Vancouver 1-1. You picked that one correctly. Oh, yeah. Good on you. Uh, RSL beat San Jose 4-0. Jesus, what the hell was that RSL about? either wins or either loses. Like, they don't score any goals, or they score four goals and they win. So, I don't, I don't know. Neither of us picked that because... Believe in Petkey. Who the fuck would pick that one? Right. Uh, Portland beat Colorado 2-1, to one, obvious. Uh, we both picked that there one. There is a god. So, uh, Red Bulls and NYCFC, the New York Derby, the Hudson River Derby, ended 1-1. <laughs> one one. We First Neither of us picked that. I think. Yeah, I fucking hate it. I know that Red you Bulls, were being funny, but like, I hate it when people like hear it. Like, they call it a derby or even worse, a derby. Because like, like, they don't realize they're just like appropriating some bullshit like euphemism from like another. Like, just, just call it a fucking rivalry or a game. Nobody would call it a derby. This was Heineken Rivalry Week. Well, it wasn't Heineken Derby Week. Just <laughs> fucking call it what you would call it if you were talking normal. You know? Don't okay. It's like when people talk about religion. Like I have a really religious uh, like brother-in-law, and it, man, when people turn that on, like all of a sudden people think like they're fucking in the Bible when they're talking about Christianity, and they're like, well, and you know, God our Father, the Lord who hath given. It. Like, what the fuck are you talking like that for? Just be normal for a second. Like, so. You don't like people who like say we when they talk about their team, right? That's that's a totally different thing. I no, I I, I actually equate the same same fucking thing. Like I don't I don't I try not to, and I sometimes I delve into it, but I try not to say we when I talk about the teams that I support, like Liverpool or Minnesota United. I don't say we because I'm not part of the fucking team. That's true. <laughs> I go I I get actually, that. and I sometimes I slip into it because I'm just, that's just like a fucking American colloquialism. Like oh, we're gonna. Kick their ass this week. It's like, like no, you're no, not no. doing anything. I'm not doing. I'm not doing jack. You're shit. getting I'm, drunk in the I'm stands. Get, yeah, I'm, I'm waking up at 6:30 morning, starting to drink beer. Like those guys are, yeah. you know, going in and playing the game. So I try. I, I that I that is like one of my pet peeves. Is like people who do that like regularly and have no like concept or context. Like there's like, oh yeah, no, we're we're gonna kill them this week. We're gonna do, you know, and yeah. it happens a lot in college football. Okay, college football and or college football basketball. College sports here, like oh we. Yeah. And I actually, I think in that respect, I actually respect it a little more because it's like, oh, I go to that college, you know, like I'm mm -hmm. part of that right. thing. You feel a part of it. Yeah. And you actually like, at least at one like, point oh, yeah, were a yeah, part yeah, of it. Love, you know, I never fucking uh, trialed with the loons. You know? Yeah. No. I literally, I literally have no bigger pet peeve in this world than people talking about religion and basically using synonyms for God, at, like in t ad infinitum. Like, and when I hear them talk, they're just like. Well, thank you for this meal, God, our Father, the Son who was promised. I'm like, we're fucking praying over Papa John's here. Can we, like, get to the part where we just <laughs> eat the food? Jesus you Christ. Praise uh, our Lord and Savior, can't Papa just, John's. Can't you just call him Jesus? <laughs> and just call it good? You would never talk like this in uh, any other context. All right. Let's keep going. This is our podcast, uh, We Hate Religion. Uh <laughs> Yeah, brought to you by, uh, by fucking Joel Osteen. Joel yeah. Osteen. Pick and choose your Bible verses, Joel there you Osteen. Go. Okay. All right, um, yeah, so we're good. halfway through. Uh, DC beat New England 1-0. I predict this one because DC wins games 1-0 apparently now. And New, Eng New England is a fucking roll and of New the England bones, is, so who yeah. knows? They're one of the worst. They're one of the hardest fucking teams to peg, aren't they? Like, they're the worst good team yeah. ever. 
All right, Philly uh, and Atlanta drew 2-2. Dave Martin, you picked that one correctly. I mean, good on you, obvious, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta with a one-point week out of two games. Yeah. Not it good. sucks for them. They fell, they fell actually below the red line. So, uh, Orlando City SC lost to Vancouver at home. Two to one. Dave Martin picked that one. What is up with Orlando City? They were un, like unbeatable at home for the first like four games of the year. These guys now, are they're fucking driving on the wrong side of the road these days. <laughs> it's Kyle Aaron joke, everybody. Uh, Columbus crew beat. I love it FC when you explain my Dallas. Well, I'm you know I'm not sure everybody is up to date. Well, on we only joke about Kyle Aaron's DUI like fucking weekly. Every, every week. Sure so that's, that's true. That's fair. Uh, Columbus crew beat FC Dallas uh, two to one. You picked that one, Dave yeah. Martin. I did not. I thought that was going to be a draw, but nah. you got it correct, so yeah. good on you. You um, know what game neither of us picked? Yeah, that Minnesota United-Chicago game. Yeah, we didn't call that. Yeah, nobody got that one correctly. Uh, that actually obviously finished 2-1 to one to Minnesota. Uh, Sporking against Houston was canceled because of, you know, that big-ass why storm. Why did you put it down as 1-1 one to one, then? I think that was the, what the uh, – what. The score that, that I had, prediction. I had the okay. original, yeah, one, winning. Or it's draw, a one-to-one one one. cancellation. It's a one-to-one one cancellation. Yeah. Thanks, God. Um, <laughs> God scored Nature. both goals, an own goal <laughs> and actually. An own goal and another own goal. Yeah. Uh, RSL beat Colorado 4-1 to because, of course, RSL is going to score four goals then eight goal a week. game twice. Then eight goal week. They scored eight goals, and we both picked that one correctly. Holy shit. Like, ho- uh, Yeah. Of course, RSL is going to score eight goals in a week. Why wouldn't they? MLS is broken. Well, you know what MLS needs is promotion and relegation. Oh, let's that not, would fix all of this. Let's not double that. And of course, again, as I mentioned, we did not pick any of the Sunday games because we are fucking morons. Yep. Um, all right, so I finished six and nine. Uh, nice. You finished eight and seven. Better. Um, I am one thirty-six and one forty-nine overall. You are one twenty and one sixty-five. Sixteen overall. picks behind you. Sixteen. I got time. This you, is going to yeah. Happen. Listen, there's there's like. Six weeks left in the uh, MLS season, so you got you can do it. I have faith in you. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about our week twenty six picks. Brief week. Um, yeah, because who the fuck's playing during an international break weekend? Some of course, MLS, MLS teams. Yeah. MLS teams. You know what? Um, MLS wouldn't play during international breaks if they had promotion and relegation. Are you just? Are you really just? You want Ted Westerville to listen to this fucking podcast or what? Shouldn't be hard. I, he doesn't. <laughs> as near as I can tell, he, he does, doesn't have a real job. He did job. come after us. Uh, on he your, fucking on sells your... T-shirts online occasionally. That's his job. He's got time <laughs> to listen to our podcast. Oh, he did come after you earlier, and I engaged with him a little bit. Yeah, so. well, I directed him directly to my general penile area because I don't care what that fucking all harasser right. has so to say. So the revolution. So these games are all happening on Saturday. The revolution hosts Orlando City SC. Um, I got the revolution because they're the like weirdest, like most terrible good team um, winning 2-1 to one against Orlando City. What do you got? Uh, the Revs are weirdly unpredictable. Orlando City's just bad. Uh, I've got a 1-1 draw. Because who the hell knows? How, how does that work? Oh, yeah, whatever. Alright, uh, Montreal, Montreal Impact hosting the Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire are again a tire fire, which is like a good thing to have in their life. A constant a tire fire to uh, look to to the yeah, north. A beacon, if or, you will. Or to, I guess to the south east um, knowing that we can see that and it's yeah. there, I got the. Uh, it's like a lighthouse. Impact. Yeah, I got the impact winning three to nothing. Well, the impact played Chicago and beat them three to nothing a few weeks ago. I got the same scoreline, three to nothing. Montreal all of a sudden decided they're going to score an ocean of goals. Chicago Fire are fucking spiraling, and they should be called the Chicago Embers now. Um, all right, yeah. uh, FC Dallas's are hosting the New York Red Bulls. Um, 
God, you know this. You were clearly just been, looking at my picks Last year would have been here. a gimme. Would have been, uh, you know, give me like three-one Dallas win. I think this yep. year it's a one-one uh, draw. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened to Dallas. I got a two-two draw. I think there's goals in this one, but uh, neither right. of those teams, neither of those teams have what it takes to yeah. win. Uh, LA Galaxy and Colorado Rapids. LA Galaxy can't win at home. Colorado Rapids can't win on the road. It's a 0-0 draw. I got a 1-1 draw. Okay. I, I also included a fifth entry here that just simply says these are all bad games. Oh, yeah. You know, these are like, there's not even a game here that I'm just like, well, it'll be intriguing. Uh, no, maybe these are that, bad. Maybe that Impact Fire game. That Montreal game, game might, might maybe, be okay. But just because you want to see how bad the fire can be. And, like if they can actually like physically feel like, so bad for Chicago like, fans. implode as a fire. But, yeah. This is these are all terrible games. Anyway, so let's uh, let's move okay. on to the next segment. Let's indulge our fantasy. Let's talk about how we did. All right, MLS fantasy. Zeller, you had a hundred point week. Yeah, I did. Not bad. You had a hundred thirty-six point week, didn't you? That was even better, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You you finally jumped me again. Finally um, jumped you after a great week. Yeah. So, so puts me at ninth place. I'm in tenth place. You're tenth place. That's right. Uh, difference of what do we got? Eleven. Eleven points. points. After this whole season, we're only separated by eleven <laughs> points. Oh my god. Which means either we're like. We're either terrible or really good or, like, just mediocre. At I mean, we're right. we're, actually, we're actually in the top third of our league, so we're not, right. we're not, yeah, we're, we're not we're, terrible. We're all right. Now, you had a good yeah. week at 100 points. Do you know who led the league in points this week with literally more than double that? <laughs> the Brothers Demidoff. Spencer on you, uh, which means Lamb of God. Uh, Brothers Demidoff, 207 points on, uh. Uh, on a, a huge – I mean, it was a huge two-game week yeah. for many teams. Uh, holy shit, Spencer. So that puts him at 24-23, way out in front by over 200 points ahead of Kringo LA, who's in second at 22-07. I'm really glad Spencer didn't uh, join our uh, EPL fantasy oh, league. Right unless, unless, unless he is... Uh, fucking quit. Unless he is Cherubacious Turnbuckle. Which oh, that asshole, no. I don't want to hear it, no. <laughs> Spencer, if you are Cherubacious Turnbuckle, who has not yet revealed him or herself... Fucking raise your hand, all right? <laughs> uh, Costa Rica Loons is yet still about 70 points behind Kringo LA in third. So the second and third, there's a little differentiation in there. Kringo has had a few uh, great weeks. Fourth place and third place are still totally up for grabs. This um, is second. So let's talk about uh, EPL then. Uh, we got two EPL uh, competitions going on. First is Perfect 11. Pick a fresh 11 every single week. Yep. How'd you do? Um, I kicked ass. Relative Good. to you, I, okay, I, I think fine. I finished in like fourth place okay. uh, with 115 points. Um, you finished uh, almost dead last with 71.75 points. Yep. Um, so right now I have 394 overall points. Uh, you have 326.25 points. So after uh, three weeks of perfect yep. 11, there's a much larger gap between you and me in points. That's true. Than there is an MLS after 25 After weeks. 25 weeks, yeah, exactly. Wild. Uh, first place uh, this week in the Perfect 11 was Mighty Minneapolis. That's my buddy Nick. Uh, he finished with 148.5 points. And uh, that aforementioned uh, Cherubacious Turnbuckle is leading overall with Identify yourself. And 33.5 points. Uh, I'm in third place, I think, overall. Uh, I perfect am, 11, I am so. dwindling down there. Yeah. So let's talk about the draft league. That's fantasy the one that league. I yeah, really tried to. Yeah. yeah, so you you had a good week. I did. You have a good. You had a good two weeks. I doubled up Luke Craig. Uh, actually, mathematically, I think exactly doubled him Take up. I, I that, a, a, Luke. I had 128 and a half points. He had 69 points. I am two and zero overall in first place throughout that's, the entire that's league. Not actually, 59.75. You'd be mathematically doubling him up. I don't think you know math. 
I'm just kidding. No, it's good. You're right. I'm, you're totally right. <laughs> um, anyway, so I had a great week. You actually beat Colin. It puts you at one uh, and one. Yes, I beat the, the aforementioned uh, Colin Solver. Close game for you guys. Yeah. So 87.5 to 79.75. Uh, so, yeah, you're in first place overall at 2-0. Yep. Oh. I'm in seventh place overall. I'm at 1-1. One one. Merck. Um, you know who, uh, who I have on my bench who did not get transferred, who I drafted in the eighth round, is one Mr. Philip Coutinho. So I'm kind of liking my liking team. Liking taking that flyer? Yeah. yeah. Wow, well, good yeah. on you. So uh, and our, finally, our Bundesliga Fantasy League, Fuck which yeah. uh, you should absolutely join. Uh, We're big on fantasies. Yeah, we, lo- we love fantasies. Um, my team, Pew Pew Pulisic. Uh, match day two, I had 108 points. I was best in the league. Overall, I have 197 points, and I'm in first fucking place. First place is Pew Pew Pulisic. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's what we got for fantasy. Love it. All right. Did we get any questions? Did anybody, uh, uh care to talk th- to us? Other than, uh, Pete Bisson's question. Which is what? Uh, how, like, ra- how rock hard were you after your win? Oh. Like, but from jello to diamond. From jello to diamond. That's a, lo- that's a wide, uh, swath of, of uh, whatever there. Um. So if you, if you guys didn't, if you don't follow us on our, on our Twitter feed, you should. It's at T-D-I-K-M-N, um. Uh, Dave Martin posted uh, how he uh, won his uh, matchup. He was 2-0, and and he was very, very excited about it. And then I posted about how he was in eighth place out of nine in our Perfect 11 league. So, we, so uh, how, how hard were you? Um, I, you know, I, I usually have kind of a flagging erection at most times, but uh, I would say right. when I saw that I was uh, kicking ass, like just kicking total ass, I got Colin Solberg hard on a, on a scale from Jello to uh, <laughs> Diamond. Colin Solberg, I got high. Colin Solberg hard. Okay. Yeah. How hard well, were you when you saw how well I was doing? Um, I was not hard at all, mostly because. Yeah, I just because you were intoxicated from the night before. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. We did actually get a uh, another question um, from the uh, Minneapolis Catizens. Oh, the Catizens. Who uh, are? They're just fucking trolling us. Egregiously trolling us, but they uh, (laughs) they're actually workshopping a USOC chant that um, I actually kind of like. Uh, okay. And so I'm not gonna sing it tonight, but I wanna I wanna like listen to the uh, listen to the song again because I think um, I could get into the song Minneapolis Cats and so, right. Thank so, you. so 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 basically their question was will we sing the song on the podcast not the tonight okay maybe in the future but that's but that's relevant to U.S. Open coverage if we're gonna cover the U.S. Open Cup it will be yeah. at least a one time we're gonna sing that song. Mm-hmm. It will be the intro music for that pod. Well, the U.S. Open Cup uh, for 2018 is starting up relatively soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis City. You mean the 2017 fucking version hasn't yeah, finished Yeah, it hasn't even ended yet, but uh. it's the, the uh, 2018 version starting up soon with all the uh, amateur clubs. And actually, uh, Minneapolis City is going. They're part of it now. Putting their undefeated fucking streak on the line. Yeah, they're, going, they're actually going to be going down to Olaf, Kansas uh, to uh, take on a team down there and on a Sunday. I'd actually consider driving down to to that to watch that match if people are going down. Um, so I've been in Olathe. I've actually been in Olathe with a Skullet, a uh, 
uh, skinhead in the front, party in the back. Let's call it for a frisbee tournament way, way back, way back in like 2002. So let's go party in Ole to Kansas again. I think that probably wraps us up, man. <laughs> Just gonna. <laughs> Awesome. Why don't, you, why don't you tell our uh, faithful listeners where they can find all us? All right. So you can always find our shit at daysiknow.com. That's where we put all of our awesome uh, daily soccer ravings. Uh, I just uh, posted a uh, uh, UEFA World Cup qualifying uh, sort of preview for the weekend. Um, MLS precaps are always there. All the other good stuff that we do, satire. You yep. wrote a really awesome piece about uh, uh, Dean Johnson and... Uh, Dean Johnson come back to buy the coming team. Back to buy the team. Oh fucking hilarious and brutal. Fuck that guy. It was awesome. Yeah, fuck that guy. So anyways, check out all of our writings there. Uh, you can also find the podcast there. Uh, rate like our dumb shit on your favorite podcasting app. That's how other people find out about us. Um, follow us and tweet at us at TDIKMN. Uh, follow us and uh, send us some nudes if you want. That's totally cool. Uh, you can also email us questions at thedavesiknowmn at gmail.com. I'm going to throw out my thing again. If you email us a question at thedavesiknowmn at gmail.com and then provide me an address and a context for a letter, I will write you a letter. Or I write your... Uh, a letter worst. to somebody else. Yeah, I'll write a letter to somebody else. We found out who won the trip to Portland because someone was imper- like, like smart enough to write me a letter, like to write us a question at thedavesiknowmn at gmail.com and ask me to write to the team... To ask for who the people were who won the trip to Portland, and the team wrote back. So I will write a letter. I will. I will. I'll Fucking send a love investigative letter. Investigative journalism. Yeah, man. I'll send a love letter. I'll send a hate letter. Whatever you want. Just write us a question uh, at the Dave's I know I'm at gmail.com. Preferably it's more than 140 characters. Preferably it's like an actual question. Question. And uh, if you give me your address or an address of someone to send a letter to, you fucking make up an address. I'll send it. I'll send a, a letter. Doesn't matter. Uh, follow Martin at offensive underscore loons. Follow me at Texas Zeller. I yeah, think that's baby. it, man. That was a good podcast. Yeah, and Facebook. I mean, we have our Facebook page, so follow us on Facebook and shit. <laughs> I guess I always forget that that exists. Yeah. Hey, we need to we need to put your credit card on file there so we can actually promote like promote shit. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> that's what people want. They want to see us on Facebook too. Hey, this is a good podcast. I had a lot of fun. Let's close it out. We are the Daves. You know, this has been the Daves. I know. Thanks for listening. As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing.